Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're all for the best Ravens coverage. It's time for News from the Nest with Vinny and Haney. Sponsored by CQ Credit Union. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan News from the Nest. John Harbaugh, Ravens head coach, Eric DaCosta, Ravens GM, meeting with the media, one winning drive. Talking about a lot of things as the season has come to an end, unfortunately. Now it's all about the offseason, but you got to look back a little bit. And John Harbaugh was asked if he wished he would have ran it a little bit more. Uh, it's more than just calling plays. You know, we had uh-huh. in that game a Big part of our game plan were RPOs, which are run-pass options, uh-huh. based on what the defense gives you. Cans and check-with-me's, which are run-pass options a lot of times. Sometimes they're pass-to-pass, which we had. Sometimes they're run-to-run. But a lot of what we were doing was directed at the line of scrimmage by what the defense gave us. And the defense was lined up to take away the run. So the next thing would be to bring it in tight and just run the ball at heavy formations and, and wide receivers blocking the edge and protecting the edge that way. We could have done that, but we were down. So we wanted to keep the formations open. I hear what he's saying, Nolan McGraw. They were down technically. Never led in the game. Well, it was tied at 7-7. Well, 0-0-7-7. And then they trailed the rest of the way. So they weren't down by... 49ers were down 17 at halftime. That's down. What was the largest deficit Baltimore faced? 10? Mm-hmm. We were down, and it wasn't... And, okay. All right. I understand what he's saying. He's looked at the film. He's figured out, and we'll get to uh, what Kansas City did to make them change their plan. But it goes back to what we talked about Monday. Very 2019 panic mode reminiscent sort of thing. Feels like he's over-explaining. Right. Getting into all the minutia there with check with me's and cans and all the terminology. Yeah. It's like, okay, you, you didn't run it. There's no excuse for it. We talked about it earlier <laughs> in the show. It is what it is. Can't go back to Sunday and replay it. We get that. But you screwed up. And the more he, he talked, the more... Look, my BS detector is as good as anyone. I was said a lot of BS there. And he's had five days to know this question was coming at him so that's what he's that's what he's given us so who are we to we can disagree on the philosophies but are we buying 
the reasoning. I'm certainly not. Yeah, I'll yeah. speak for myself there. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Anyway, all right, Kansas City scores. They get the, you get the lead. Again, not by 40, but, you know, they had the lead. Did that change your game plan in any way? Harbsy. It really, I, I, you could say it did. It put us in two minute at the end of the half, which you're going to be in anyway if you get the ball back. We played that well. We got the two-minute opportunity, and it put us in two minute in the fourth quarter. Believe it or not, it was a big part of our game plan to run the ball. Had the ball for nine minutes in the first half. <laughs> so those two long drives, it took us out of opportunity to call any kind of plays, and then we didn't convert. You know, we had, we had mistakes. We had... They stopped us. They made plays. We were off the field right away after that first drive. So I think all those things kind of played into it. Okay. So Kansas City, what was it? They blitzed a ton to make life miserable for Lamar. Throwing the football, even though it seemed as though he had time to throw. He was sacked four times. Let's not forget that as they got after him. But still, he's talking about the first half like it was the last two minutes of the game. Right. Now, Kansas City got the ball to start the second half. So maybe, again, it reeks of desperation. Well, the fourth down play, inside your own territory, fourth and one. On your second drive of the game? That was uh, a bit pressing. Now, obviously, you can't criticize it too heavily. It worked. But that does lead. It all comes back to the run game. What play did you run on fourth and one? Power with Lamar. Brought in all the big boys. Extra blocking help on the right side of the line. He gets huge chunk yardage. A play or two later, Gus Edwards, right Same side thing. of the line. Not a power jumbo set, but he's running inside the tackles very well. And that's it. So Harbaugh says, believe it or not, we wanted to run the ball. I don't believe it. Yeah, and then he <laughs> did the film a couple of days ago and said, those were the only two times that happened. Right. Where they ran that formation. It's not If you were running up the gut and getting stuffed on every single play, <laughs> I could maybe understand sure. it. Sure, and they got crushed a couple of times there. Right. I mean, the, the mesh point was reached, and then there's a defender all over him like a cheap suit, but still enough to but completely the, the sway you here. Chunk yardage like that completely makes up for getting stuck. All right, get a little redundant here, but John Harbaugh, how dare you not utilize Lamar's legs? What happened? Well, I mean, that was always going to be a big part of it. No, I had a great conversation with Lamar yesterday, and it was we talked about all these things. You know, we we were we hashed it all out, and Lamar is just really good football mind. You know, and and um, I'll say that we were both like like lockstep. We were both already thinking the same way. So does that mean I'm saying I got a football mind, good football mind? I don't know. But I've, I was happy with that because the challenges that you're facing schematically and personnel-wise and all that against the different defenses that kind of are coming up against us are the things that he's thinking about. So um, just saying he could have scrambled more or something like that, I don't know if that's really what your question is, but that's always going to be a huge part of it because it keeps the defense honest in a lot of ways. It uh, didn't factor in as much in this game. It did a little bit. But we want that to be a big part of what he does, of course, because it keeps the defense honest. I mean, if they want to push out of there underneath your downfield routes, they want to match up on your checkdowns, that's going to leave Lamar. Well, I, I guess what he said earlier, Nolan, we heard John Harbaugh. It's uh, news from the Nest. Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fed. Bob Haiti, Nolan McGraw. Vinny's off today. We heard him say that they had designed RPOs that Kansas City I guess, took away or the 10-point the deficit had them change their game plan dramatically. But also, like Lamar, has carte blanche to hit the road there, and he seemed reluctant to do so, as we talked about all week long. It doesn't make sense, that part of it either. If you're not going to run the design plays, Lamar clearly didn't have it in the past game, clearly didn't have 
good enough protection from his offensive line. You know, Ronnie Stanley cost him on that fumble. Again, if you're Lamar, just last week or the week prior at the time against the Texans, was able to use his legs off script, not designed, some designed, but mostly off script, and ran for 100 yards. And it wasn't something they did a lot in the regular season, but in a desperation mode in the playoffs where things were unexpectedly tied at 10 at halftime and Lamar was all fired up, rah-rah, he puts Superman cape on, does what he can do for you in the second half, and then to just completely have that disappear one week later in the same situation, I keep saying it makes no sense, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah, you're not buying what they're selling down there. One winning drive. It's Vinny and Haney, Nolan McGraw, Bob Haney. All right, one more. John Harbaugh was asked about Lamar's performance in the postseason and in the Todd Munkin offense. Well, to me, it's big picture. This is the first year in this offense, you know, and I think if you take you, some, you asked, you'd asked about Todd, you'd asked about how do you judge the season, and Eric, I say exactly what I would say. You know, you take it as a whole, and each game, you go back through each game, each part of it. And each part of it, and within that, each play within it, you know, that's how we evaluate it. And so it's pretty, it's a pretty deep metric, you know. So success, failure, well, it depends on your criteria, you know. Uh, in the National Football League, unless you don't make the playoffs, your last game is not a success unless you win the Super Bowl. So you take, you got to understand that. So when you, when you don't win your last game, especially a home AFC championship game, which is so rare and so hard to get to, it's rare air, then it's like, well, is it a success or is it a failure? Lamar Jackson is a phenomenal success. Oh, nobody's denying that. I mean, he's about to win his second most valuable player, and he keeps the Ravens relevant as contenders as long as he's the quarterback of the team. But now it's all about that postseason narrative that we're going to discuss. I mean, Kyle Shanahan loses to Andy Reid again. He's 0-2 in Super Bowls. That's what we're going to start talking about with him, even though they get to it. On a couple of occasions, Lamar's two and four in the playoffs. One, oh, three of the losses are at home. He hasn't won a home playoff game yet. I think these are fair things to look into. Not all his fault by any stretch of the imagination. Not saying that, but it's it's more than an insignificant sample size at this point. There, there's enough tape here to start making some fair judgments. And uh, it's it's more than fair to say that uh, he has come up way too short in postseason play. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed. When we come back, hopefully we won't be short of cash because buy or sell is coming your way. Bob Nightingale, USA Today, talking about the Corbin Burns trade. He comes from Milwaukee to the Orioles. The Orioles have uh, strengthened their starting rotation, which, by the way, was one of the best in the American League in the second half of last season. But they got their ace. Will it be for only one year? If he helps to win a World Series, I think we can live with that. We'll talk to Bob, get back to one winning drive. Mike Elias is going to be meeting with the media coming up in about 15 minutes. We're going to be hearing from him coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. Jonas Schaefer, speaking of 1 o'clock hour at 1.30. Baltimore Banner, he was out there at one winning drive. Get his thoughts on what was said and what wasn't said. And uh didn't seem like Anthony Weaver got a big old endorsement. We'll get into that as well. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Penny and Amy, 1057 The Fan. Uh-oh. Nolan, I don't want you to start crying here. We got some breaking news. Ken Wyman putting this out on social media. Shintaro Fujinami. Fuji. Side with the Mets. Oh. <laughs> you know, if you asked me to guess which team he went to, I might have picked the Mets. There's something about them right now. They just. Hey. They want to be mediocre, I guess, but you can't teach a hundred. And he got that one year, three point three five million dollars. So if you wanted Fuji to come back, gonna have to uh, refocus on another relief pitcher there. But it's Vinny and Haiti, one zero five seven. The fan, Bob Haiti, Nolan McGraw. Vinny's off today. He'll be back on Monday. Nolan, speaking of money, let's count it up a little bit. Buy or sell. All right, here. Want to remind people that uh, buy or sell is presented by the Farmer's Dog. So go check out the Farmer's Dog for all your needs there. What's up, dog? Uh, DraftKings. Got them up here about 56 cents. Under Armour down about 9 cents. We'll move on from that because we don't know anything about that. We do know about narratives here. Narratives surrounding one Brock Purdy. He's been to -to back-to-back NFC Championships games. Going to have a chance to win his first Super Bowl next week at just the age of 24. And despite this... His detractors still remain pretty vocal, including Cam Newton, who has called the 49ers quarterback a game manager, game manager, excuse me, all season. He went back to that well yet again on his podcast earlier this week, going on to say that Purdy is the 10th best player on the team, and therefore he is not enough of a difference maker to shed the game manager label. But Bob, buy or sell, even with a Super Bowl win, uh, the narratives will not be silenced when it comes to Brock Purdy. I'll buy that. There's a lot of haterade going on with Brock Purdy. I guess Cam Newton didn't see the second half of the game when Brock Purdy made some pretty significant plays with his arm and with his feet to help see uh, the San Francisco 49ers overcome a 17-point deficit. I guess Cam, who was a brilliant player in his prime, uh, maybe a little bitterness at the way his career ended where he just kind of went away quietly without fanfare, and Brock Purdy is 60 minutes away from winning a Super Bowl. Of course, Cam Newton's only appearance in the big game. He played poorly, and his team got their asses kicked. And one of the more boring Super Bowls of all time, by the way. 
Go over to baseball here where Justin Turner, he's going to be staying in the AL East, spent last season with the Red Sox. This year, he'll be with Toronto, just signed a one-year, $13 million deal with them. Despite pushing 40 years old, he's still playing at a pretty high level, had 23 homers and 96 RBIs last season in Boston. But where will we see him get defensive reps, if at all? Vlad Jr., he's holding down first base there in Toronto. Matt Chapman has manned third base the past handful of years, but he remains a free agent. Buy or sell, Bob, the Turner signing signals that the Blue Jays won't be bringing back Chapman. I'll soft buy that one. I think it's all about money because Matt Chapman's one of the best defensive third basemen in baseball. So you would be uh, suffering defensively there. But Chapman's got some pop, but his batting average kind of dwindled a little bit. He wasn't as prolific offensively as we've seen. And, you know, Father Time usually wins. So I think it could be a sign, but not necessarily the end-all, be-all. But I'll soft buy it. Well, Damian Lillard, his return to Portland earlier this week, didn't go as well as he might have hoped. The Blazers won that one, 119-116 over Lillard's new team, the Bucks, And in that game, Dame, he had 25, but was not his usual self with the three ball. Afterwards, still had nothing but great things to say about the reception he received from his previous fan base. He even said that while he's focused on right now and winning with the Bucks, he does tend to think down the road in his future, and he could see himself playing in Trailblazers uniform yet again before his career is over. Are you buying or selling that Lillard's Disney movie script will come to fruition here? I'll buy it in the fact that he might finish his career in Portland, but will he be all-star level Dame Lillard when it happens? I don't know. By the way, how's the old Doc Rivers hire working out for them so far? 0-2? Yeah, Yeah, so, yeah, he'll go back, but I don't know if it'll be like going back still kind of all-star level player hey you heard doc he said it's not easy to come in mid-season it's not easy being cheesy not easy to make that money either that's right choking the playoffs yeah (laughs) how about the terps tomorrow gonna have a chance to avenge their disappointing loss to michigan state from just a few weeks ago uh taking on the spartans in east lansing tomorrow go back to a couple weeks past 61 59 was your final a game in which maryland had a furious second half comeback effort but still came up short excess of amount of turnovers and uh, terrible transition defense that allowed Michigan State way too many free baskets. Buy or sell, Bob, we see a much more stout defensive effort in transition tomorrow. I would hope so. You learn your lesson, and they should have known that prior to that game because Michigan State, one of the better transition offenses in the Big Ten, and where they were getting killed, Michigan State was breaking them off of made baskets, which is almost inexplicable. But you mentioned the turnovers. That turned out to be ultimately the difference in the game because Maryland came back and actually took the lead against the Spartans in the second half. But I believe they will tighten that up. We just talked about it with Keith Cavanaugh last hour. Maryland usually is pretty good on the defensive end. So lesson learned, as old Gomer Pyle said, Fool me once, shame on me, or whatever it is. Shame on you. For, don't be shame on, don't be Gomer Pyle. How's that sound? I never did like that show, by the way. It's Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. We'll come back. Bob Nightingale, talk about Corbin Burns. He's coming to Baltimore. Talk about that Burns rotation, where they are in the pecking order, no pun intended, of the American 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Taking sports to a whole new level. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. Here on this featured artist Friday. Jack White. Solo and White Stripes. We got you covered here for another hour, 15 minutes or so. Send your song request to the Plot Support text line at 410-583-1057. Bob Haney with you here on this lovely day in the Charm City. Vinny's off. He'll be back on Monday. Nolan McGraw over on the other side of the glass. We will hear from him in the next few minutes. But joining us now, talk about the big trade, as you heard during Nolan's update. Birds get Corbin Burns from Milwaukee. Trade away a couple high-level prospects and a 34th pick in the upcoming draft. Here to break that down, talk about the power structure of the American League from USA Today, WGK Law Guest Hotline. He's a future Hall of Famer himself. He's Bob Nightingale. Bob, what's going on, man? Yeah, doing great. Thanks, Bob. All right. Corbin Burns coming to Baltimore, and we know the track record, the resume in Milwaukee, the 200Ks, the whip, the gold glove finalist, the no-hitter, the Cy Young, 29 years old, I guess. Bob, I'm trying to figure out what's not to like about this deal from an Orioles perspective. Yeah, and he's a great dude, too. Really good guy. Uh, People are going to love him in Baltimore. Fans, media. Teammates, every, everything, easy, uh, complete package. So yeah, I thought it was a uh, yeah a great move. And you know, hey, when Michael Lance was with Houston, they did the, they did the same thing down there with Jeff Lou. Now had all the great young players. Then he goes down and trades for Justin Verlander one year, uh, Garrett Cole a few months later, and they built a dynasty down there. So I think he thought, look, okay, now it's the time to strike. And you know, it sounded like anybody's going to uh, you know really hurt him uh so you know they got plenty of prospects so i thought it was a great move now he comes in burns to baltimore at 200 k's last year bob the orioles haven't had a starting pitcher with 200 strikeouts since eric bedard almost 17 years ago tell our listeners who might not be you know that familiar with the brewers what the he's got power fastball he's durable you know he does he pencil in right at the top of the orioles rotation what are we seeing from this guy coming up here pitchers and catchers less than two weeks 
Yeah, I think it's one of the top, you know, uh, five, six starters in, in all of baseball. Uh, just knows how to pitch, you know. Uh, you know, great movement on his uh, on breaking pitches, uh, locates, uh, you know, every, everything you want, and durable. Uh, he take he'll take that ball every five days, uh, no questions asked. So no, in a, in a playoff series, you know, he's definitely the guy nobody wants to face. He's the number one guy. You know, we scuffled after in the playoff series uh, against Arizona, but you know, those things can happen. Uh, but no, I think it's a, a tremendous get. You have uh, Burns, an all-star, a Bradish and Grayson Rodriguez had two of the five lowest earn run averages in the American League in the second half of last year. The, I think the Orioles were 26-7 and seven in games that Kramer started. Now, Means, he was coming back for John Means, of course, coming back from Tommy John, then, you know, balked up on him a little bit, missed the playoffs. But as we look at those projected five, Bob Nightingale, where would you rate the Orioles' starting rotation in the American League, at least on February the 2nd? Yeah, it's right there with anybody. Uh, you know, Seattle's got a great, you know, starting rotation there uh, with the uh, Jorge Castillo, you know, on top of it. Uh, but, yeah, they uh, – and, and their young starters, and you know, and Kirby and Logan Gilbert. But this is right there, you know, uh, with anybody. So, if those guys progress, you know, the young starters, there's no reason why they can't have – you know, the best, you know, one, one through four, you know, maybe even one through five, but, you know, one, one through four for sure. Bob Nightingale, USA Today, joining us here on The Fan. Bob Haiti with you on this Featured Artist Friday. Now, from Milwaukee, I mean, they're always near the top, if not at the top of the NL Central. I know uh, Woodward, they had to, you know, non-tender him because of injuries. He, what, I think he's expected to miss, if not all of this year, most of it. New manager in Murphy, his council went to Chicago. What's going on here with the Brewers right now? Yeah, it's kind of a mixed message. I mean, when they went and signed a, uh, you know, Reese Hoskins, you said, okay, they're, they're, they're really going for it. No one's, you know, no one's being traded. And I think, you know, they knew that uh, realistically, and even Matt Arnold and Jim said it, we only knew we were going to have Burns for one year. They're not going to outspend everybody. And they actually irritated him a year ago when they took him to arbitration. So, you know, they went on and signed, uh, you know, soon after that when they hired Scott Boris as his agent. So, uh, you know, they're still a solid team. They're in the right division. You know, if the Orioles were in the uh, – Orioles were in the NL Central. They might win 140 games. Uh, so <laughs> you, they definitely have a chance in, in in that division to stay alive. But yeah, I'm sure everybody's doing handstands. You know, the, you know, the Cardinals, Cubs, Reds that they've uh, you know you know, dropped down. I'm not saying they're out of it, but now you're saying, okay, now when are going to trade Willie Adams next? They're they're starting shortstop. I don't think they trade Devin Williams or closer. But you know, they're trying to thread the needle here. This is a tough loss for them. Now, Bob, getting back to the AL East, and the Orioles won 101 games last year. First time they had done that since 1980. So duplicating that's not going to be an easy task. But are they a better team now than they were when they got swept out of Arlington by the eventual World Series champion Rangers? I think they are better. I mean, it's because they have, uh, you know, you have a year of experience. Uh, you know, those guys are only going to get better. Uh, you're going to have a Jackson holiday, whether it's opening day or sometime during the season, you know, he's going to be up. And, and of course, uh, and of course, Corbin Burns. So, no, I, I think it is a uh, uh, a better team. Obviously, more of a, a bullseye on their back now uh, because they're not going to catch people by surprise. But I still think they're the uh, clear-cut favorite to win the uh, AL East. And, 
and they may be favored to win uh, to get to World Series. Um, you know, I think that team is that good. David Rubenstein and his group, uh, Bob, as you know, will take over as uh, owners of the Orioles once that's ratified by Major League Baseball, and that appears to be a formality. Uh, what kind of, uh, not shockwaves, but now that there's new ownership that's not the Angelos family for the first time in over 30 years uh, throughout baseball, is it now like, oh, man, not only have they cultivated all this talent, maybe they might be willing to spend a little dough. Watch out for the Orioles. Yeah, we'll see what they uh, do next off season. You know, maybe they start a uh, maybe they'll be in play for a, a Corbin Burns and, and those type of guys. Uh, but yeah, usually when new ownership comes in, the first thing you want to do is spend money to make the fans happy. I mean, that's what uh, Steve Cohen did in New York. You know, you see that everywhere. Uh, they, they want to show the fans like, hey, uh, we're spending and we're here to win. So I fully expect the same thing to happen here too. It's like, okay, you know, we'll be smart with the money. It's not like a uh, Michael I is just going to write you know blank checks to everybody, right. but I think now they give me major players with everybody, and I think I think attendance will you know really jump up this year too. I mean, I got to think they're going to draw over two and a half million fans. I'm right there with you on that one. All right, let's stay in the division, but outside of the birds, Tampa. I mean, they've made some interesting moves this off season, but Wander Franco. What any idea what the legal process will do for him and possibly playing ever again in the majors right now? Well, it's certainly hard to see him playing this year in the major leagues. I mean, who knows if he'll be allowed uh, uh, in this country. So it's going to be a uh, it's, you know, long, long process. You know, hey, we'll see, you know, what happens when he has a uh, prison time. So, no, I mean, I, I don't think in any way they're counting on him uh, returning this year. Uh, you know, they didn't do much in the offseason. They're still a very good team. I mean, to still be competitive after you lose a Wander Franco, you know, is, is pretty impressive. So they're not going away. Only you know what two games separate you know the Rays and the Orioles last year. I would think you know going into the uh, spring training, you know, it's, it's a much bigger deficit than that. Now I, I can't see the uh, you know Rays being within eight or ten games of Orioles. Now the Yankees they get their rear end smooched all the time. Bob, you've been covering this game for a long time, but for the Blue Jays, and we were just talking uh, about the, they signed Justin Turner, Chapman's still out there to be had. But how big of a year is it for Toronto, given the fact they're talented, they've spent some dough, they've made the playoffs, but they've disappeared quickly? Is this a huge make or break year for the core of this team, twenty four? Well, they pretty much have two years left, you know, of, uh, of Guerrero and they, uh, you know, in a couple of the other, you know, young guys. So uh, we'll see what what happens. But I think I think it is a big year. And they didn't do much this off season. Uh, you know, Justin Turner, you know, a nice piece. You know, you still were thinking that they're going to make a bigger one, whether it was a Bellinger or or a Snell. Not to say that still can't happen, but sure, uh, you know, it doesn't look like it. So those other guys have to step up uh, and see what happens. But you know, this team is this team is underachieved. It's been a big disappointment the last couple of years. All right, Bob. Last thing for you: you mentioned Bellinger, you mentioned Blake Snell. Any intel as to who the leaders in the clubhouse, no pun intended, are for their services a couple of weeks from spring training? Well, I think it'd be a shock if Bellinger's not back with the Cubs. I mean, they liked him. Uh, he, he he loved playing there. And, you know, a lot of teams are skittish. They say, okay, who's the real Blake Snell? The one who played, you know, performed so well last year with the Cubs or the guy who kind of stunk up the place the last, you know, three seasons before that with the Dodgers. Dodgers don't make many mistakes. You know, when they cut them loose and had no uh, intention of trying to get them back, you know, it, it, it's a, uh, you know, throws up a red flag. 
And we'll see about Snell. Uh, been very quiet on him. I still think he falls in the Angels' laps. They still have all the money, you know, not having Otani. I'm not going to rule out, you know, a San Francisco. But I do think he stays out west. I think the uh, teams out east are, are nervous that whether he can handle, you know, pitching in a uh, in a big market after only playing in Tampa, Tampa and uh, San Diego. He's Bob Nightingale, USA Today. Bob, always appreciate the time and the information. Enjoy your weekend. We're less than two weeks for pitchers and catchers. We'll be talking to you a lot over the next, uh, hopefully, uh, 10 months here. Yeah, look forward to it. All right. Take care, Bob. You got it. Bob Nightingale, everybody. He will be going to Cooperstown. Trust me, I've been saying it for years. I've been talking to Bob for 20 years now. And uh, hopefully he mentions me. No? Okay, maybe not. Who cares? As long as he gets in, that's all that matters. It's Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Mike Elias zooming it up with the media. Orioles GM, we'll be hearing from him in the 1 o'clock hour. Jonas Schaefer covers the Ravens for the Baltimore Banner. He'll be joining us at 1.30. We'll come back, however, and hear more from John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta. They spoke with the media. Nolan's not satisfied with what he's heard so far. Maybe we'll hear something new that'll change our minds. As Hyder would say, the Bobster and the Vin Man. I like our guys. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. NFL lunch coming up top of the hour. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's off today. Mike Elias speaking with the media. Virtually. Tease a little bit because we'll hear from old Elias in the 1 o'clock hour. Hopefully. Cordell Woodland sending out on X. Cordell, double duty in it, man. Got the Ravens and the Orioles. He is the hardest working man in show business. He's an asset to our station. That's for bleeping sure. Anyway, Mike Elias started his presser by congratulating the Ravens there, Nolan. Ravens. I think he did like that that Fan Dan thing where he did the Ravens, spelled it out. Very limber. Yes, he is. (laughs) And then he said on the Corbin Burns trade, it was a big trade and a big moment for our team. Corbin is exactly what we needed. Elias said they had been after him all season long and that John Angelos was very supportive of said trades and has been supporting of all of their moves this offseason. So John Angelos on board. Elias said they've been talking about Burns since November. So I guess irons have been in the fire. So we'll talk more about that in the uh, 1 o'clock hour. But let's get back to what happened at one winning drive earlier today. Mike McDonald, who was on Inside Access yesterday. We heard from him a little bit earlier in the show. He is now the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Congratulations to Mike McDonald. But John Harbaugh was asked if you did anything you could or everything you could to keep him around Baltimore. Would have loved to have kept Mike, but you, no, we couldn't keep him. He was going to go take that job. He was happy and excited about it. And, you know, we're happy for him. I mean, when these things come up, these are these are good things. These are good problems to have because you know you're doing well. And uh, Mike, Mike did a great job. I think the whole defensive staff was phenomenal this year. The players were phenomenal. It's kind of interesting. Everybody talks about how talented we are, and I agree we were super talented, thanks to Eric, in terms of some of the veteran players they put in. But that wasn't the conversation before the season, as you all well know. And I think... I think that defense, you know, proved something to a lot of people. Well, proved they're one of the best defenses in the National Football League and did not embarrass themselves in the playoffs either. Held Houston without a touchdown in the divisional round and held Kansas, 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 Kansas City scoreless in the second half. So as we point fingers, Nolan, and that's what we do, it's human nature, 
I'm not blaming the defense on anything. Not even for a second. No. And I said it once, I'll say it again. The way that game started, Kansas City we're talking about. Back-to-back touchdown drives for the Chiefs to open things up. Start thinking, oh, is there any way you can really stop Mahomes? And from that point on, just shut it down. Shut it down in a way that uh, it it stings even worse in the fashion you lost because it was right there for you. We said it earlier in the week. If someone would have walked up to us and said, I know for a fact that Kansas City will only score 17 points, what do you think the result of the game will be? And I would have said the Ravens are going to win by two touchdowns. Booking my flight to Vegas. That's right. (laughs) Unfortunately, that was not to be. Zach Orr is, in fact, the new defensive coordinator, former Ravens player who's worked his way up the ladder as a coach here. Had a brief stop off in Jacksonville, if I'm not mistaken. Anthony Weaver. So, Zach Orr, Anthony Weaver, John Harbaugh, what's going on there? Uh, Denard's got an opportunity now to go be the defensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. Zach has an opportunity to be the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. The raising tide raises all ships. Oh, boy. And those are, those are pretty good jumps for those three guys, and I'm excited for them. But with Zach specifically, the, the guys that are here, you know, Chris Hewitt, Anthony Weaver, who runs the whole front, you know, and does a great job with the pass rush, uh, was interviewing for head coaching jobs already this year. Those guys, along with Zach and the guys that we had on defense and some of the younger coaches that are already here, including Chuck Smith, uh, those guys are going to build another great defense. Rising tides rage. Was that a G-Row or a wink? One of them said that. I think it was Socrates. You know what? Socrates? <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, water. Okay, whatever. But more about Anthony Weaver. I mean, look, the D.C. job's been open twice. He didn't get it either time. So uh, what's up with that? That's a good question. He's still Thank involved you. with the Dolphins' defensive coordinator job, and and, uh, and we'll see. If he gets that job, I'll be happy for him. If he takes the job, I don't know if he'll even take it if he gets offered, but uh, he's involved in that job. And he, you know, I, you know if I'm, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, Eric, maybe I'll get in trouble. There is a league rule against this, but he'll be a great head coach. You know, I, if I, he didn't get hired this cycle, and great coaches got hired, but, you know, some someday some people are going to look back and they're going to say, Man, we had a chance to hire Anthony Weaver. You know, I I, I guarantee you that they're going to say they miss. They're going to see they missed their chance, and the next time around, somebody's not going to miss their chance. So that's how I feel about Anthony. All right. So why didn't he get the defensive coordinator job again? No, it sounds like they think he's got one foot out the door. Yeah. Oh, so they don't want to. Sounds like he is eyeballing to leave. Okay. Is that what you read into that? Well, he, Harbaugh said, "I hope he stays." Okay. Said that he's interviewing with Miami, but who knows if he'd even want to stay. All right. Sounds like he doesn't. BS detector started to go off a little bit. Whoop, 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 whoop. But Zach Gore did get the job, and John Harbaugh was asked what he's looking at, what he's looking for from the D now that Zach Gore is at the helm. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for evolution and growth, just like we would if if, if Mike was still here, you know. And, and that's why you ha- that's why we have uh, advancement from within. You know, I've seen the job that those guys have done and Zach has done, but it'll still be uh, in the world of what we do with Ravens defense, schematically, and even more importantly, how we how we like to play. And Zach, hard hard to beat Zach in terms of knowing that because he's born and bred a Raven. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Undrafted free agent, became a standout player. Injuries, serious one to his neck and back, caused a premature end to it. I mean, we can look at it this way. If he wouldn't have gotten hurt, 
he'd probably maybe not still playing for the Ravens, but he still an active player. Now he takes over the top defense in the National Football League. Yeah, could have been a guy that was in line for a nice payday there, the All-Pro coming there right towards the end. Right. One of the more unfortunate injuries I, I can recall seeing in my lifetime, but what a story to come full circle now and have a chance to lead the defense. I believe there's been other former players that have been coordinators for the Ravens, but this is the first time a Ravens player has gone on to hold that high of a ranking on the coaching staff. And then finally, before we get to the top of the hour and some NFL lunch and more John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta, John Harbaugh was asked today by the assembled masses of the Baltimore media, what was your conversation like with Steve Bishotti if you had one? I texted him. He said some great things. And, and of course, he's, he's also a competitor. And uh, he wants to uh, find every way we can to get better, just like we want to do it. I mean, you talk about the losses. just got me thinking. Is what, what, how do you rank them? Um, I feel really bad about the Colts' loss. I was devastated. I was cut in half on that one. And the Browns' loss. And then the two, the two Steelers' losses. Probably even, if I'm ranking them, probably even worse. Oh. You know, so those four losses during the regular season were brutal as well. So, you know, we take it hard. We take it hard, man. Anytime we lose a game, we take it hard. So we took that one hard too. But then you know what? You're tough. You better be, you know, to point, Eric's point. And I sit up here and say that, but it may be kind of people to kind of roll their eyes, but that's, that's the great thing about it. You have to bounce back. And you. What? What was that? <laughs> now, what did Bishotti say? They texted. Oh. But all the losses, they sting. I texted my gardener. I thought he, he was. I thought he was. He said, "Run the ball more." Um, I thought he was getting into. Was it the Patriots loss? Was it the Tennessee loss? I mean, the other four losses, three of which were at home, by the way, were frustrating. But they kind of improvised, adapted, overcame to the point where you had the home field advantage in the playoffs, and you were four point favorites in the game. That loss. Sunday sucked. I still think the Cundiff game was the worst because the game-winning touchdown was in Lee Evans' hands, and they would have destroyed the Giants in the Super Bowl. Would have, could have, should have. But the Colts lost. I forgot all about that. How long ago was that? Was that this century? He's talking about the regular season. Yeah, I yeah. was like, are we? You weren't even. The, I thought he was like the play. I was like, right. that was Billick's team. That loss sucked too. Anyway, it's Vinny and Haiti, one hundred five seven. The fan. We'll come back. More John Harbaugh. More Eric DaCosta. NFL lunch fun. We're going to have Mike Elias, who's meeting with the media, might still be via Zoom, talking about the big trade for Corbin Burns. I don't want to see D.L. Hall leave, but you can't get something for nothing. Joey Ortiz. They're probably two plug and plays right away for the Brewers and the 34th pick in the draft. If you want to get in, if we have time, we'll squeeze you in there. And Jonas Schaefer, we'll hear from him. Baltimore Banner, talk about the press conference that was and the offseason that will be. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.